You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Killing After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Killing After Show. Welcome, Bing is for doing. We're here doing another episode of The Killing Reckoning. We're getting down to the wire. As we find out in tonight's episode, Seward has 24 hours left by the end of it. We don't know how many he actually does, but we're, we're almost there. Um, anyway, before we get to Seward, tonight we see the return of Joe Mills. And first, we see the return of us. Yes, of course. Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Hello. And I am your host, Phil Svitek. Um, let's get right into it. All right. Reckoning. I like this episode. A lot happened. It was like, very action-packed. Emotionally, and it just explained the killing in so many different ways, like metaphorically, physically, all around, just a bunch of killings. <laughs> well, um, I really liked how they kind of opened up, you know, um, there's, there's obviously there's been a very re- religious undertone to everything, you know, faith, hope, um, and in this opening sequence we had a lot of despair, right? You, you have Danette, uh handing out the posters onto cars, and then you know she sees her own door open, mm-hmm. and that's when trouble starts. And the way Joe Mills just kind of popped back in, he looked somewhat dead, like. I don't know, he hasn't been eating, he looked very creepy, and we didn't know if he was going to actually kill Danette, or he was just there to get back with her. It, it was very creepy, the way he just appeared back out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then, r- right off the bat, Lyndon gets caught. You know, when they teased, um, they teased Lyndon getting kind of hurt, and I thought, you know, because they were doing a super teaser for the next three episodes, so I thought a lot of that stuff wouldn't happen till like, later. So it was good mm-hmm. to see, you know, obviously this stuff. And uh, I, I just love the brilliance of it, how Lyndon is putting a lot of the pieces together finally, you know, uh, camping. Okay, we got to go to, you know, he had maps here, so let's go check out that. Whereas um, I, we see Holder making a lot of mistakes in tonight's episode. Why do you think that is? Is it just strictly because of Bullet? I mean, he's been on edge for a while, mm, it seems. I think it's because Holder's now getting emotionally too attached to this case too and i think when your emotions are running high you tend to get um confused and you're not thinking straight and that affects your judgment and whatnot and your decisions that you make in your professional career so i think it's just because we've seen whole um linden she's been kind of emotionally involved but now holder is even getting more emotional over this case and it's clouding his judgment well, has Linda been, I mean, I know she's emotional towards saving Seward, but has she made a mistake as grave as Holder? I'm not sure as grave as Holder, but Lyndon has been a part of this case a lot longer. She's more attached to it. And so I think they're just both really emotionally involved at different levels, but they're still very attached to this case. 
I, I love, um, you know, they're, they're going through the warehouse, um, the st- or rather the st- storage facility and they're talking about cigarettes and, you know, how there's so many layers to the writing where they could be talking about cigarettes and how she never really buys the cigarettes, but then it ties back into Bullet. Mm-hmm. And all the while they build up to the moment when they get inside there, he's, you know, Joe, Joe has been living there, but wait, it's a fresh cigarette. So he was just here. Just there. And I liked how this episode, there was a lot of action in it. Usually every episode is just dialogue, dialogue. Oh, maybe a little chase here and there. But there, there was a lot of action and a lot of pursuit, running on feet, beating up. And I, I liked that. It was a nice change. It just shows that the storyline is really picking up because they're getting near the end and things are getting too close to comfort. And that's when everything just starts going down. When you're starting to figure things out. Yeah, and I think, you know, as the truth reveals itself, you know, it sets things into action as, you know, uh, I mean, we'll talk about Lyndon and what could have been a bad decision later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, it was smart of Lyndon to kind of pick up on the fact that the, that cigarette was there and it was burning. But I love uh, Holder's joke on it of like, hey, if you really want a cigarette that bad, I'll give it to you. Yeah. And then it took a serious emotional turn. For for the whole case, when we find out that Joe had the rings that they uh, that belonged to the dead bodies, and so they were trying to identify them, and then ultimately we find Bullet. Yeah, I mean that that scene. By the way, they, they've kind of been uh, joking about Seven this entire season, you know, mm-hmm. of, of an undertone of comedy. Not that at that point it, w- it was meant to be comedic, but remember in the first episode or first two. You know, they said, "Hey, there's, there's, um, I don't know." They they made some reference to the, you know, what what's in the the what's in the box what's joke, the box. you know, which today we almost had that moment. Of, hey, what's in the trunk? Yeah, and it was very much like that because they kept building it up. He was slowly opening the trunk, and then we see Lyndon just chasing that. Don't open it! Don't open it! And we just get that long reveal. We get his, we get Holder's reaction, just like. Uh, who is it? And we only see the wrist of the faith tattoo that of bullets, all bloodied up. And you know they built it. They built it up so well where um, you know the other cops trying to open the trunk and you know he's not having luck with it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> of course Holder's like, "Okay, give it to me. I'll break the window and I'll open it that way." Um, but he didn't have to look. No. Lyndon did get there in time. Technically, he chose to look. Yeah, and I think that's what made it even more serious and more dramatic, and it really hit hard because it was such comedic moments up until that point, and then you saw the emotional upheaval change, and then uh, it took a really serious emotional turn. Yeah, and you know, in terms of in terms of storytelling, uh, we certainly didn't predict that Bullet would be the one to die. You know, we always (laughs) we always joked about uh, Lyric or Callie. but to take out someone like Bullet. And it's it's hard to see um, Bullet being killed because she we've seen her consistently throughout every episode. We've had the time to get to know her character. We've bonded with her, and she's bonded with Holder and Lyndon. So we've gotten to know Bullet more so than Lyric or Callie. And, and so she seemed we, more smart, rooting. and she yeah. she seemed more smart, and she seemed more immune to this whole situation for whatever reason. Yeah, and we know she she can put up for a fight. She can kind of hold out on her own, but she can definitely look out for herself. And then to see herself get killed in the end, it was like, oh, that's just disappointing. We were rooting for her all along. 
Yeah. Um, which was, you know, it ties back to the last episode. Uh, had she, had she just kept her mouth shut? I, you know, I, the, the scene in the cafe when she says, Hey, I've been here for X amount of minutes. Where's my coffee? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Where, where's the service? And, you know, at that point, I just knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. But I didn't think it'd be, you know, I didn't think it'd be this. <laughs> that is death. I think, I figured she'd find her other friends dead <laughs> and she'd survive. Yeah. I, I really was hoping that Bullet would be the one left standing. And ultimately, it's actually Lyric who's still there. She's yeah. the. The one that's left standing. Well, let's talk about, out, out of the teenage group that we started out with to put the season. Well, let's, let's talk about that because, I mean, you know, um, uh, the results are in. Uh, boyfriend's off probation. Mm-hmm. We, You know, we can start a new life. And here he, he, he has the bad news that, you know, Bullet is in fact dead. And yet they go and essentially start this new life together. Yeah. And then he gives up his dream of going to L.A. And there, there was that one quick moment where uh, Mitch mm-hmm. was looking. Twitch. Twitch. God, I always call him Mitch. Twitch was looking in the mirror, and I just like the symbolism of that because the mirror itself was shattered. His whole perfect image of what he thought of himself is gone. His dream is no longer um, what he wanted to be and I think he that were, there was just that quick moment of realization be like oh I can't go to LA this isn't what I wanted my life to be this isn't how it turned out and then so that realization just led him to start this new life in this new apartment with Lyric but for Lyric what does it do I mean the, has she just given up on the memory of Bullet and I mean in her mind she must be going through the fact of you know the last thing I said to, to Bullet was I'm Basically, I'm not gay. Yeah. You know, which is very insulting. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of upset with tonight's episode because we didn't really see Lyric's reaction to Bullet's death. We just saw her get the news, and that was it. So maybe we'll see um, her ultimately how she's grieving with it. So I don't know if she's happy or if she's moving on. She seems... Uh, there was that quick moment when she was in the, the new apartment that, like, she was happy... But then she realized that Bull is not there. So I'm not sure if she's going to be okay. I think she's grieving. But I'd like to see how she's going to deal with Bullet's death. Yeah, I think she's uh, she's certainly not dealing in the right way right now. No. Um, she hasn't. I, you know, I, I think that's part of part of it is she hasn't had time to process it. You know, she no. doesn't know how to feel. Especially, you know, okay, the killer's cop, Bullet's dead, it's X amount of girls, you know, I mean, she's, again, as we've said before in the show, they live minute by minute, maybe hour by hour if they're lucky. Yeah. I think the interesting thing with Lyric and Bullet, because throughout the season, we've seen Bullet's life get progressively better because she's been working with Holder and Lyndon, and we think that Bullet's life is going to turn out okay. And we see Lyric go go down and deteriorate and we kind of see her on a landslide and then some it just switched again and bullet's the one that didn't end up okay and lyric's the one that's actually getting better well what do you think um would this may seem like a dumb question but would bullet have said that it's joe mills because we still don't know that yet and obviously if we're trying to tie back to seward Mm -hmm. i mean maybe 
the two aren't really connected. It seems like they aren't. It seems like Joe Mills is the he, you know the killer of one sector, and then you know the, this whole sword thing was just different. But I think story wise, there has to be a tie back to both. Yeah, we think there's a tie. I'm not sure if that tie is still going. But to answer your question, I'm not sure if Bullet would say just straight up, "Oh, it's Joe Mills. We all know him." Because we saw, if she had that information, she would have told that earlier to Holder a few episodes ago. And no, well, she there, she didn't know it until the very end, right? That, no. she, that well, that was the last phone call. That was the last voicemail. Like, hey, call me. Mm-hmm. I know who the killer is. But and yeah, and also goes back to I believe it was last week's episode when she had information. She tried to tell Holder, and we talked about it last week. If she really wanted the information out there, she would have just said it straight over a voicemail the important information but she was like no call me so i don't know if i don't think bullet would have said oh it's joe really she would have just called another person again be like hey i know who the killer is and then tell them instead of just saying but did she did did she would would the consensus be that it's joe mills right now all the evidence is pointing to joe mills okay all right we can never really trust it. I know. It almost it almost makes us look stupid, but then we're going to be stupid the other way if we say Joe Mills is the and, killer. Uh, but I think it's too simple to call it that's Joe Mills, even though the evidence lead up to him. I, I still think, think it's a, it's an easy way out. To I think, think there's that's a greater him. plot. I think he's yeah. involved, but there's certainly a greater plot. There's another person involved, and it, it makes me think it's because of killing. It makes me think it's someone that we've seen this whole season just never expected it. Well, let's talk about, you know, um, it's the interrogation scene, right? Um, so he only wants one person. That's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hallie's mom, Annette. of course. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting how she's getting information out of him. And she kind of, I guess, to an degree, breaks him like, hey, your mom came clean on everything. But then he's still unwilling to give in on a lot of it. Which was interesting because... Danette mentioned this line about his mother saying, like, pretty much disowning him. And it seemed like Joe really had a a real breakdown, Bela, because if he's such a family man and he really loves his mom and there was a serious connection with him and, um, you know, having kids and whatnot, it makes me think that Joe isn't the one that was killing these girls. If If he cared about family and having kids or like just the caring about young people in general it makes me think maybe it's not joe yeah i mean just just the way he talked uh you know his choice of words you know there were basically their worries and they were they, they became carefree you know and i helped them mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very disturbed notion very disturbing and he he made the pain go away yeah <sighs> So I'm torn with Joe. But, yeah, I mean, it's. I think he's tied in. I, I certainly don't think he's innocent in any way, but I think that there's a greater truth there that's still missing. Um, you know, because, again, again uh, it, it's tough because, if nothing else, he's a great liar. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, whereas Net is not. She comes in there, she's, she's accusing him, but at the same time, she, you know, she breaks easily as we saw with her talking to Lyndon saying you know why do I choose the bad guys you know he seemed like a good guy but he wasn't yeah 
And Danette was getting through to Joe during the interrogation because he was saying all this personal things about um, his relationships with girls and whatnot. And then Danette got emotional. And had she not had lost it at the end and started yelling, I think we could have gotten more valuable information from Joe. Well, he kind of knew how to bring it back. I mean, you know, again, he's he's manipulative in the, in the sense that he brought it back to Callie, right? You can talk about all these girls, and yes, as, as tragic as it may be, it it really doesn't sting until you, you know, you. where's my daughter? What did you do with my daughter? daughter. And she made it personal. Yeah. And then that's, that's, when, that's when she really did lose it. Yeah. So up until then, she, you know, she was strong-willed, but at least kept her cool mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, um, a lot of camping references today. Yeah, because Joe had camping and fishing gear, which makes me think, what the hell is he doing with all this? If he's really killing these girls, because I was just thinking, all these dead bodies that they found, they had tarps, like biodegradable. Tarps and swamp, yeah. it, you know. And, and it was outside, so if he had camping gear, he knows how to, you know, live out in the woods, yeah. backwoods, as they mentioned. You know, I'll, I'll, th- this show is really amazing in the sense that this is, I think this is a really, really good portrayal of how it must feel to be a detective. Because so many times you're used to the Scooby-Doo wrap-up ending of like, mm-hmm. well, here's what happened. The man behind the mask. You know, and, and but this is, you know, I don't, I don't think ultimately by the end of all this we'll get we'll have most of the pieces and we'll know who who did it but there's still going to be some lingering questions and that's what again is so great about a show like this yeah and maybe somehow this case will tie to another cold case and keep going yeah we'll we'll find (laughs) out i don't know i don't know um but uh, before we move on, I want to talk to you guys about a great movie called Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's a movie produced in-house here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, and what I mean by that is Kevin Inagaro, our co-creator, um, wrote and directed it. Maria Menounos, our other co-creator, produced it and actually starred in it. Uh, John Comerford, one of our other producers, um, acted and produced it. Ian Kaiser, our other producer here, produced it. <laughs> and I produced and edited it. So there you go. A lot go. of producing. A lot of producing. It's the it's the uh, first serial killer buddy comedy. So you know if, if you really want to take a step back from a serious show like The Killing and and all of its serial killers, this is like the Dumb and Dumber meets Dexter. It's the funny version of Killing. Yes, it is the very funny version. Um, so it's out now. Um, check it out. Adventure of Serial Buddies on iTunes. It will be made available on video on demand and DVD and Blu-ray later in the year. Um, so, you know, just kind of keep checking back in. Um, best way to do that is SerialBuddies.com. Um, the full title of the movie is Adventure of Serial Buddies. Check it out right now on iTunes. Basically, for the price of a Happy Meal, we've made it very cheap for you um, because, you know, so many people want to enjoy the movie. And you know what? Rather than have people download it illegally, we're like, okay, you know what? P- you know, we took a consensus and people said, you know what? I'm willing to give pretty much five bucks to this movie. Yeah, and it's really funny. Uh, a lot of after buzzers put in a lot of hard work, and I was fortunate to see the post-production end of it, and I'm, like, really proud of everyone who was a part of this. And it- Speaking of being proud of people, Henry Winkler's in it, Artie Lang, Kathy mm-hmm. Lee Gifford, Beth Bears, um... Christopher McDonald, Christopher Lloyd, and of course, as I mentioned, Maria Menounos. So it's it's got a slew of stars. 
Um, very, very funny. So check it out. Yes. Um, anyway, let's kind of uh, let's switch gears and talk about uh, let's talk about the effect of Holder from tonight's episode. Oh man, he and the f- unfortunate thing was that he didn't end on good terms with Bullet. No one did. Uh, no, no one but, did. Uh, B- Bullet was all alone, you know? Yeah, she died alone. And she died with people not really wanting her in her life. Yeah. Just sad. Um, Holder is obviously taken back by this. His girlfriend, you know, as he's walking out of the, the station, you know, he's being bombarded by reporters, but then uh, his girlfriend jumps in the car and, <laughs> and he's like, you, you know, do you even know what this means? I'm, I'm a... T- I really like when he, I thought that was a really strong scene, you know, like, hey, I'm a tweaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just shows that that could have been him as a kid. Yeah. And, like, he he related to the people on the streets because he did hit rock bottom with using meth and drugs, and he got himself out of it. And to see someone, some people who have, who still struggle with that and not being able to help them, I think that really affected him. You know, I, th- I think, you know, um, it's a cliche thing, but that's why he got into police work is to try to help and, you know, as he says, not let these people be just a statistic. Mm-hmm. And what is he? He's just the, he's the other flip side of it. He's a cop statistic. You know, he's yeah. he's just keeping the status quo. And, yeah, and I just hope, I just wish that they could have, like, Bullet and Holder could have, like, just had a get-together and make amends before all that went down with Bullet. Yeah, because, I mean... Just a simple phone call saying, I'm sorry, you know. Well, Bullet and Paul, I mean, Bullet was desperate in the end, but the last kind of time they did interact was was him pushing her and then throwing her backpack at at her and saying, get out. Yeah, and Holder didn't even answer his phone call when Bullet tried to call him later that night. Um, so, so to that point, we later we later find out that Reddick actually was also called. Mm-hmm. So, do you put the blame on Reddick? I mean, he, he says he called Holder, but Holder didn't pick up. Yeah, and that's it. Makes me think maybe Reddick had something to do with it, or they were interrogating Joe Mills at that time because they thought they they finally got Joe Mills. Everyone's been looking for him. And no, so, but this, this so. phone call would have happened before. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, maybe before that, but I think Reddick got so caught up in the fact that everyone's focusing on Joe Mills, he let it slip that Bullet had called Holder. I don't know. I mean, it, so it, I don't. I don't think it might have been on purpose. It just got like I got too busy. Uh, it'd be interesting. I I think you know we've always been suspicious of Reddick. Um, he's got a very negative attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so it leads me to believe that he could somehow be involved in so- something like this. But then again, who knows? Uh, it could just be the fact that what they're trying to display is that Holder is just so emotional. And as much as he wants to blame someone else, ultimately has to accept the responsibility on himself. Yeah. And and we saw Holder's reaction at the end. He takes it out on Reddick. That's that's gonna cost him 
career-wise, because if you're beating up your he, <laughs> the he guy was, in charge... He was trying to get promoted, you know, yeah. that's he was such a promising young lad at the start yeah, of this like, show, or yeah. the season. It, he was the one who had his head screwed on straight. He finally had his life in order, and everything was going right. He had that promotion. He, he was know, dressing well. Yeah, and now, to, now that he's starting to deteriorate, hit rock bottom again a little bit, and he's affecting is affecting his work to the point where he's beating up his boss that's not good yeah so uh i'd like to see the ramifications of that um which but okay so there's that moment where lyndon comes over you know she she takes the key because obviously it's in the pot because he wouldn't have knocked great Mm -hmm. uh we see a very emotional (laughs) holder yeah and he tries to express his emotions for lack of a better term yeah, and I liked how, because there was the quick scene where they're joking about always, Lyndon always using Holder's, taking Holder's cigarettes, and then there there was no words, he just, Holder just gave Lyndon another cigarette. Mm-hmm. So it just shows their relationship, they're, they're really good partners, and I like, in this episode, it was Holder consoling, uh, it, sorry, it was Lyndon consoling Holder, in last week's episode, it was the other way around. But, ultimately, what does it say, the fact that Holder tried to make the move. Lyndon prevented it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I t- and you saw my reaction. I was like, "What are you doing? No, you're you're gonna ruin this relationship too. Come on. No, who, don't do that. Wait, who's Wait, gonna Holder? Holder Holder's gonna ruin their friendship slash business partner relationship. I was like, no. Yeah, I get you're emotional, but you don't make out with your partner. Come on. <laughs> you shouldn't. At least you shouldn't. Does that show that uh, Lyndon really likes Skinner, ultimately? I think so, yeah. It, it shows that Lyndon has feeling do? for other people. What does Holder do? Well, Holder has a girlfriend. Suppo- she, well, at least Supposedly. he's supposed to have a girlfriend. Yeah, well, he basically ripped her a new one. Pretty much, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe Holder's just kind of alone right now. He, he, he needs help. He's <laughs> just thing. emotional. You know what? Help. It's interesting... I think in some ways he wants to feel alone like Bullet. You know, I mean, yeah. at least with the distancing of, of you know, his girlfriend, but then thinking that he loves Lyndon, but obviously getting rejected there. So he is like Bullet alone right now. Yeah, and maybe he has to deal with it alone. Maybe uh-huh. that's the way he can bounce back if, if he only, if he gets himself out the, you know, yeah, you know. Um... So let's talk about Adrian. Um, that was, uh, you know, we thought we were getting somewhere today. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're waiting to see if this kid's basically sane, which I love holders. Like, well, he's got twenty twenty vision, knows his ABCs. <laughs> yeah. He's good like, to what's go. What's wrong with him? Yeah. But apparently, um, you know, it seemed like a long process. Yeah. And they had to get, like, mental clearance, clearance yeah. that he was mentally stable. In order yeah. to do that, so I thought that was interesting. I never thought of like psych evaluation before you can get questioning again. Well, I mean, he was really, really young when this happened, so yeah, you have to, you know, <laughs> go it, through that. And it maybe because he is a minor too, because they have to be sensitive to that. Well, here's the thing too. Um, have you ever seen Memento? Yes. Okay, so there's that line in there, like you know, he he's you know, hey, how can you do that? You don't even remember. Well, you know. Uh, eyewitnesses aren't really credible you know people make up the truth that's why photographs and things like that are more credible and so that's that's why you'll ultimately have to test his mental Mm -hmm. stability because even even if he's stable his 
it's not credible to begin with, which ultimately it wasn't. <laughs> no, no. Huh. At least we were led to believe that it wasn't because it makes me think that he, even Adrian might be holding back information too, like all the grown-ups have been. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if he is in fact lying, which again, all evidence points that way at least from this episode you know uh oh the kid could have seen it on tv it's everywhere you know he just pointed straight up you know this is the guy and uh i mean watching that scene if you watch it again it was interesting his next line is so can i see my dad or something like that right Mm -hmm. so basically again it was just okay f you guys i'm just gonna say this so i can see my dad again yeah just to give you what you want yeah uh darn it It, and that makes this case even harder to solve because not everyone's being straightforward and honest well that's the irony of all of this right so it's um it's a you know it's taking a it's taking the idea of hitchcock to the ultimate level right so Lyndon is is ready to call ray uh, one ring, two ring, you know, and say, hey, you know, this is the uh, penitentiary, you know, do you know if you know your extension, blah, blah, blah. And she sees her coming down. Danette. Danette. And, uh, you know, they stop to talk and Close. the phone closes and we get new information. And, and the fact that Joe was not in Seattle at that time, he was uh, in another country, right? He was in yeah. Canada. Yeah. So, which makes it Alaska or, or Alaska that's, yeah. it, that's it um, but then it goes to show well if Joe wasn't then is Ray still guilty then uh, or, who knows <laughs> I mean here's the thing do we first off you, you we have to accept the fact that he that um, he was actually in Alaska mm-hmm. and yeah because he was in Alaska for Christmas but then I think they should go to, like, maybe receipts of buying plane tickets or whatnot to confirm that he was, in fact, in a different state. Yeah. So they now they have to do all that digging to confirm his whereabouts. But here's the awesome part. As long as you use cash. Yeah, that's true. Cash doesn't leave you that much it, of a paper trail. No paper trail. trail. Um, so that's, that's the tough part. I don't, you know, ultimately that's what I question the most of, okay, how credible is the fact that he was in Alaska? Um, which, you know, that ultimately leads Lyndon to the choice of, okay, I can basically withhold evidence, which is a major crime. Yeah, that really is. And if especially it's hindering this case that you're trying to solve and you're even the detectives who are involved in it aren't telling all the truth. That is just, how is this case going to get solved if no one? All yeah. around is not telling any everything. So you know, it's tough because time's running out. Um, so literally running out. So let's let's switch. What, let's talk about Seward, um, and we'll definitely we'll definitely <laughs> talk about Francis. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Seward. Um, tonight's episode, you know, just still very defeated. You know, trying to uh, trying to kind of pick himself up a little bit by saying, "Hey, you know what? I'll." If I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to sleep with your wife just like everybody else. Yeah. I, l- I like the power shift multiple times in this episode with Seward and Becker because at the beginning of the episode, Becker's trying to get at Seward and Seward's like, no, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Now that's Seward somehow found religion because the whole season he's been against it and then he was kind of cocky towards Becker and then later on 
Seward's losing it, and now Becker's has the upper hand again. So there was this whole power shift throughout the whole thing. So it just shows that now they're kind of even. I don't think they're even. I think Becker, I mean, here's the thing. If if, if ultimately uh, Seward is executed, <laughs> Becker won in the end. Yeah, Becker won. Um, and, you know, it, it's just Becker has personal problems that have nothing to do with Ray. Just, just Ray's ex- exposing it and, and really uh, obviously pissing off Becker, right? Mm. But I love the Becker comes in. He's like, no phone call. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I do have a message. <laughs> in the next 24 hours, you've got yeah. 24 hours. Oh, and here's the good news. You get an extra hour out in the yard. Yeah. So, and and it's then just, just a jab. The, well, then the real dig is, you know, so make, make sure to get some fresh air for those lungs. Yeah. So obviously he'll be hung. Yeah, that was that was mean of Becker, but you know Becker's been mean to Seward this whole season. And then, what do you think of uh, Becker's son killing the the well, guy? Hold, off, hold, hold off on that. So. Hold off on that. Okay. Let's talk mm-hmm. about let's talk about Dale because you talk about a serious uh, right. You Dale, know this whole no, the prison no, mate. No, the whole notion of okay, how do you really kill someone, right? And he mm-hmm. and as Dale said, out there I kill I can kill with my hands. Here, I kill with words. Yeah, and I'm uh, killing mentally he, because he kills he killed people physically to get into the prison, and now in the prison he's killing people mentally. But just the fact that he said, you know, it's it's ba- it was basically so easy, and you know we we've given uh, Seward so much credit this whole season. And to he- see him that easily destroyed. I don't think it was that easily because we've seen the downward it wasn't, spiral. It wasn't but easy, but it was it, it was just patience and, mm-hmm. and, and just understanding how to do it. Yeah, and I just like, Dale, oh, you're such an asshole for doing that. That's so mean. Especially at the point where Seward is literally going to hang the very next day. And then to kill him mentally, too, that's... He's not... Seward's not only getting it from Becker, he's getting it from his prison mates. Which is why he's ultimately destroyed, but, you know, that's the sadistic fun in it for Dale of, like, you know, you've got, X, let's assume, a few hours to live. Mm-hmm. You Now you just want to be hanged. You know what? That's even less of it. And that's what Dale's laughing about. And it's kind of ironic, maybe, like, karma, because at the beginning of the season, Seward was giving Alton all this crap, and his other prison mates all this crap before their deaths, and now he's the one that's getting it. Yeah. So, it could be. The Lord works mm-hmm. in mysterious ways, <laughs> yep. as, as they've said on the show. Certainly does. Uh, certainly with... Uh, I like the symbolism of the crows, though. How yeah. We heard the crows in the back. Yeah. Just death. <laughs> death all around. Um, speaking of death, let's let's move on to the point that you were making. Mm-hmm. Um at first, we thought I thought Becker at least. I don't know about you that Becker had killed the boyfriend. Yeah, because we thought that it was Becker. We just got a phone call from Annie, his wife, that someone died. He shot him. He shot someone him. was shot. Yeah, someone was shot, and we weren't told a specific name who shot who. Yes, and so when we got there, uh, <laughs> you know, at first I'm, I'm seeing Becker in the car, and I'm like. Did he do it? And then, mm-hmm. as a cop, knowingly that he uh, he could get away with this somehow, so he's pulling it now, like he doesn't know anything. Like what 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 the heck happened? Um, but but what's great about it for me, at least the way I look at it, and I want to hear your your 
point of view on it. Um, you know, you want to talk about Seward versus um, Becker. To to have made Becker's son a killer, Ray mm-hmm. is kind of that's a point for Ray. Yeah, and because he's destroyed the one thing that you know was, was that Becker had. Yeah, Be- uh, it's it's interesting because you see how both of them are Becker and Seward are struggling just in their everyday personal lives, but to see his own Becker's own son now becoming a killer too, it just shows has. Becker really been the greatest person to to allow this to happen. That yeah, exactly, and uh, and two. I mean, he's he's manipulative. I mean, he he put um. <laughs> oh, he volunteered you. I thought you're supposed to volunteer yeah, yourself, yourself to the seven, but no, he just put people's names on the list. Yeah, he Becker's just not a good person, so he's getting his comeuppance too. But do you think? This is a good point in the season to bring up his son's killing a person. I, I think so. I don't, you think so? Like, I think because uh, they're trying to figure out we have such a big storyline already with Joe Mills and trying to figure out this whole Ray Seward case to all these girls and trying to find that connection. Do you think it's it was necessary for them to bring up another storyline with Becker's son killing someone? Well, I don't think it's another storyline. I think it's just progression of the the storyline itself and you know we we go back to that episode when becker's uh you know he's shown off to the son like you know th- there's a difference between right and wrong and <laughs> obviously that was misinterpreted like hey you know what my mom's cheating here's the a-hole that's you know doing the cheating with my mom i'm gonna shoot him because that's wrong and what i'm doing is right so he has a clear misnotion yeah. of what is right and wrong is wrong a, a very convoluted belief of death because even that episode his father was showing this is how we're going to kill someone yeah and then so when he has the he has that belief instilled upon him that like death can be good if it was if it's it's justified it's yes justified if it's against people who are doing bad things and also that you know they went down though he was going down the list of like i've i've injected people but i've never hung people Mm-hmm. Well, guess what you've never done? You've never shot someone. <laughs> and now your son's done that for you. Yeah. Uh, I just... I think it's interesting how they introduced another killing that's not related to all these other killings that have well, it's happened. Well, it's not related to the mystery, but it's really, you know, it's it's part of all these people's lives, and it's going to affect all these people. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, Yeah. I don't know, is there, is there anything else that you kind of sort of want to touch on that we might have not already with the episode? Um, poor, poor Ray Seward, man. Yeah. And I think Ray is really, he, I think he is innocent if he was not, because he's, you can see him really breaking down now. He's literally yelling for the phone. If if he was still guilty, I think he'd be calm and he would keep his demeanor, but he's losing it. I I don't think so only because Becker you know I I think there is a commonality to it to the whole thing you know as Becker said like you all break down in the same way just like clockwork mm. yeah, which they do I mean what person ultimately you know um, at death's end is like okay I'm ready you know what I mean most people aren't like that they have a fear for death and tr- fight it as much as they can even if they are guilty 
Yeah. And I just, hopefully, maybe Ray will get vindicated <laughs> in a way. <laughs> just. Well, speaking of that, let's get into predictions for the last two episodes of the season. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, um, two more episodes left. Um, we have that great scene of Lyndon and and, and Seward together. But you know she's holding on to my phone. Is this my get out of jail free card? And they're like, all right, time to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it looks like Ray might, if they found any information, any valuable information that could save his life, it will literally be the last minute. Yeah, just for dramatic purposes in writing and whatnot. Well, they um. Yeah, what's the proverbial ticking time bomb? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they also have that shot of Adrian and, and Lyndon like, hey, is this the killer? That's the killer. That's the killer. And it makes me think that it might not be Joe. Okay, you know what? That, we, the, the guy he pointed to. I don't think it is. No. I mean, again, um, so we'll see how intertwined they are. Uh, I'd be interested in to know if that the six that were on the original card, if they're even the person that... You know, it, or if it's, I don't know, obviously we don't even see the photo that Lyndon's showing mm-hmm. to him, but I'd like to see if anyone from that card is... Was the, actually... Yeah. Yeah, and that card, I only recognized two faces. I didn't recognize the other... Well, there was four. Seward. There were, there were six faces. There was Seward and Jill, and I yeah. didn't recognize anyone else. But uh, someone did tweet me uh, a good thought that I never thought about. Maybe... Francis, because there was that one episode where he was gone that night, mm-hmm. and Alton died, and uh, he comes home. He's gone the hours of the, uh, in the night, and he comes home angry with his wife. Maybe he's attached to the killers. Says that'd be an interesting theory. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in tonight's episode, they couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, um, like when- he he goes. No one knows where he goes in the middle of the night. And he he is a guard. He could get away with it a little bit. Like he he knows the system. He knows how to. Interesting. Yeah. You know. I thought that I'd love to see the final painting. Mm-hmm. From Adrian. Um, we so, get some more answers. So we'll see. Um, I want. I'm curious to see where Lyric's life goes. Yeah. Hopefully, because Bullet didn't <laughs> survive. Bullet bit the bullet. Yeah. Bullet literally bit the bullet. I think. Lyric's the one, the left standing, so I'm rooting for her now. Yeah, I mean, we got to end up somewhere in an upbeat because yeah, right I now think, we're we're all depressed. I know, it's so sad. I think Bullet is that one last hope of all these teenagers. Yeah. The, the original, you know, she's the remaining person. Um, anyway, let us know your thoughts. We love hearing them. Um, go to AfterBuzzTV.com. You know, find our show and let us know what you're thinking. And, of course, go to iTunes, rate and comment. You can do it there. So there, there's a plethora of ways to let us know your thoughts. But um, if you want to tweet at Marissa, like you guys have been doing, you yep, can tweet you, her at. You can tweet me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And, of course, at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and we'll see you here next week. Almost to at the finale. end. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. 
Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 